Hi, counseling friends. Are you wondering why you should join the Perks Counseling Content Club? Well, first, it's your one-stop shop for all counseling resources. Imagine having everything from interactive tools and templates to complete Tier 1, 2, and 3 curriculum kits at your fingertips. Plus, it offers a fantastic community support system and professional development opportunities tailored just for school counselors. So if you're ready to revolutionize your counseling game, join the club today. Trust me, it's a game changer. To join, just go to www.perkscontentclub.com. You're listening to the Counselor Chat Podcast, a show for school counselors looking for easy to implement strategies, how-to tips, collaboration, and a little spark of joy. I'm Carol Miller, your host. I'm a full-time school counselor and the face behind Counseling Essentials. I'm all about creating simplified systems, data-driven practices, and using creative approaches to engage students. If you're looking for a little inspiration to help you make a big impact on student growth and success, you're in the right place because we're better together. Ready to chat? Let's dive in. Hi, everyone. It's Carol. Welcome back to Counselor Chat. I am so excited today because I am here with Ashley Bartley. Ashley is an elementary school counselor in Virginia, and she's also known as Counselor Station on TPT and on all her social media accounts. And so she's here with me today to talk about kids, really. So we're going to talk about kids and some other stuff along the way as well. I'm going to turn it over to Ashley. Ashley, you want to say hi to everybody? Sure. Hi. Thank you so much for having me today, Carol. I'm really excited to talk with you more about this. Can you tell our listeners maybe a little bit about yourself, like how long you've been a counselor or about your school or really anything else you want them to know about you? Sure. Um, So I'm Ashley. I am in Virginia. I'm in the Shenandoah Valley of Virginia. Um, I live here with my husband and three little boys. They are six, eight, and 10. Um, And they all attend the elementary school where I'm a school counselor. So that's, it's the one year they'll all be um, with me. So that's been a really fun thing this year. Um, Yeah, I have to say, I had three kids and they all went to school with me too. And that was probably the most precious time um, having them in the building. So awesome. It's so sweet. My kindergartner and I, we were counting how many times we passed each other in the hallway today and how many hugs he gave me. And it was four. So it's like Aww. four times I got to see him during the school day. It was really sweet. I love um, that. I went to University of Virginia for undergrad. And then I went to the College of William & Mary um, for to get my master's in school counseling. And that um, is where actually where I grew up in Williamsburg. So I got to go home for grad school um, before I got married. And then we moved back out to the Charlottesville area. Um, so now I live in the Shenandoah Valley. This is my 15th year of school counseling. Um, We have 12 more days of school left, so that'll be the end of my 15th year. Um, I'm also a curriculum writer, and like you said, my TPT store is called Counselor Station, and I'm also an author of five children's books with Boys Town Press. Um, I actually started my counseling career in a middle school. I absolutely loved it. I feel like that is the sweet spot for me with ages. Um, And then I moved to elementary school to do more preventative, um, proactive work with the kids. 
Um, and I've been in elementary ever since. The school where I work right now is a rural Title I school. We have about 700 kids in pre-K through fifth grade. We have two counselors. I have a fabulous co-counselor, and we split the grades um, even in odd numbers. Um, we have about half the kids, a little over half the kids, get free and reduced lunch. Um, and we are officially in a pretty new building after I worked in these pod schools for a while where you had to like go outside to leave your classroom. So we're very excited to be in a really beautiful new building. Um, and yeah, that's a little about me. Well, that's pretty exciting um, to have, I think, a really nice building and a new school. And I know, I remember the time that I was able to open up a new school and have a brand new building and new facilities and that was pretty, that was pretty awesome. So it's, it's awesome. so nice. My son, my oldest son was in kindergarten when it opened and he's now finishing up fifth grade. So they're the first class that went K to five in this new building. So we've really enjoyed it. So oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. I'm also a little bit jealous that you only have, what did you say? 12 days of school left? Yes. <laughs> we start <laughs> so early in the summer. So 12 days. Yeah. We go till the end of June, so. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's like where I grew up. We always, we always went to mid June, um, in Williamsburg. So, and it was because of um, Bush Gardens. They needed kids to work at Bush Gardens. Um, oh. So we, so we wouldn't start school until after Labor Day. Okay. Um, and so then we would go out really late. So this is all new. And sometimes we go back like the end of July to start back. <laughs> I won't be too jealous of you then because yeah. I'll definitely be on vacation. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I know for our listeners that I want to share with them that you are going to be one of our presenters at our summer counselor conference. This is like our second year of holding the conference. And last year we had, I don't know if you know this, but we had about 2,700 counselors from all over the U.S. and actually all over the world attend. So it was pretty, pretty amazing um, to interact with, with all these people. And so we're really excited that you are going to be one of our presenters this year. And your session is called Tears at Drop-Off, Tactical Tips for Addressing School Anxiety, Separation Anxiety, and School Refusal. Do I have that right? Yes. You want to tell us a little bit about it? Sure. Um, and first, I just want to say I was a presenter last year at, at the conference, and I just really enjoyed the energy of the conference. Everyone came away so excited. Um, it was so much fun to be in the groups, you know, when everybody was talking about their favorite tips from the different sessions. And it was fun to see people's recommendations and hop over to that session to watch, you know, the ones that were recommended and there were just so many good things that came out of it. So many ideas that you could implement like right away, it kind of put you in the back to school mood. So it was, right. it was awesome. Um, I, I have to say, yeah, for a virtual conference, there really was a lot of energy. Yes. So yeah, I'm hoping that this year it even tops it. Like right. <laughs> I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready. <laughs> yeah. um, in my session, I chose this because um, I chose the topic of, school anxiety and separation anxiety, because there has been an uptick um, that I've seen. I mean, you know, there are always kids who have separation anxiety, but it seems like um, 
it has really gotten um, more prevalent in the last few years, especially since COVID. Um, and I looked it up and there are statistics saying, it, you know, that it's happening more often, just kids are experiencing it more often. So I thought it would be helpful to share a lot of different tools and tips that I use um, just because one thing might not work for everyone. So it's kind of nice to have a tool belt of ideas um, of ways to work with the kids. So I will go over just a lot of ideas that, you know, different people in the school can use to help step up and support the kids, especially the ones that are really struggling at drop-off. Um, I'm one of the, the like my morning duty is to greet kids as they come in from the car line. And so is, that's the other counselor's job as well. And it's, you know, I think it was very strategic that they put us there because we have a lot of kids who come in teary um, and we have to use different ideas, you know, for different kids, depending on how severe their, their tears are. Um, okay. So I will talk in my session about, you know, why the session will, would be beneficial, um, you know, for educators that are seeing this increase. Um, I'm going to give tactical ideas to support the students um, in the transition to school um, and then ways that they can collaborate with um, parents and caregivers to support their children. Um, I'm going to try to share strategies that you can use at all levels, tier one, tier two, and tier three. Um, so like I said, I moved to elementary school to really be proactive. And so anytime I can use a universal support, you know, for everybody, um, I just love that because it makes our job easier, you know, when we can do things that are going to benefit a lot of kids. And so right. I'll share some things that we do across the board for new ki for new students and for our new incoming kindergartners and the parents, because <laughs> a lot of times the parents are the ones that need these strategies, <laughs> for being honest. Totally, totally. I would, I Agree, one hundred percent. Yeah. Um, if you were to share with people right now, like a strategy that you might use for tier one, what is maybe a strategy that you use or you tend to use a lot in tier one? I um I send home a newsletter, or not a newsletter. I, I mean, I do send home a newsletter. I send home a, like a tip sheet for using with kids with separation anxiety. And I will give it to parents of new kids. I will give it to the caregivers of our incoming kindergarten students. Like we tuck it into every kindergarten orientation packet. Um, and then I have it at open house. And that way it just spreads the message that um, the easiest way to drop your child off is just, you know, to go through the car line. Don't come in with them, say a quick goodbye, let them come in and let them, you know, get acclimated to their classroom. Um, so whenever I can give that tip out, you know, across the board, um, it's really helpful. Um, so we just do a lot of things like that. We have kindergarten orientation days where they come and they practice being in a kindergarten room when they're still in preschool. Um, so that's really helpful. Yeah. So we just try to do a lot of things like that. Okay. And what... How do you know when to move on from like tier one to tier two? What's your, like, do they cry so many times or like you have to go and get them or encourage them a certain number of times? Like what's your, do you have like a distinguishing factor? Yeah. I, especially because I'm right by the front door, you know, I tend to see the kids that um, are the kind of frequent flyers who, you know, I guess frequent criers could say, um, who come in upset and I can kind of see how the exchange goes, um, 
out of the car from the bat. Um, and we'll have people outside calling for support for us to go out to the curb and help those students. So I can, I can see that. Um, and then I also talk with the teachers. Um, I will typically run a school anxiety and separation anxiety group pretty early on in the year. And so I will, it's typically kindergarten and first graders that are in that group. And so I'll talk to the teachers and see who they refer, um, especially for the kids who continue to struggle even once they're in the classroom um, and they yeah. still are struggling to to get settled in, you know, into the classroom routine. So I will get those kids and do more, more of a group approach. And that seems to be really helpful because the kids see that they're not the only one, you know, that are struggling and they can help support each other as they're learning strategies. Right. We're right now in my building, we are getting um, rather recently too new students that are refugees. And um, some of them have been living in like refugee camps in their their home country or a nearby country. And they're coming to us. And these kids, some of them haven't been in school. Yeah. So they might be a little bit older, the second, third grade, but I think I need a, a, a group like you are running right now or have run with some of my new to us students because they are just struggling with the whole, like, first of all, <laughs> some of them struggle with the language or they don't know any English at all. Yeah. And, you know, it's like, how do you get them acclimated when they're just, they, this is all brand new. Right. So. Yeah. And I think that that's a learning experience for you as the counselor as well, you know, to see what, what their needs are, because, you know, that would be a new, that would be new to me as well. And it would be really interesting to see what exactly, you know, what their lagging skills are, what they, what they need. And it would be neat to have a group or, or individual sessions where you really find out what it is that they need. Yeah. I never thought about actually doing a group, but that might be a really great idea. So I'm glad that you said that. All right. So what our listeners don't know, actually, is that before uh, we actually started this recording, I was talking to you about another little kiddo that I have, a kindergartner, who really, he comes into the school fine, but he is just refusing to go to the classroom. So I'd like to really pick your brains a little bit and see if you have any strategies for me. Okay. Did you want to share a little bit about what your students' behaviors are, or would you like Um, to? Yeah, certainly. Okay. Um, So my little guy will walk in. Um, Usually we have breakfast first thing in the morning. It's usually like a grab and go bag that the kids can pick up and bring into their classroom. And he always gets breakfast, but he grabs that bag and then he will immediately run down the hallway. And it takes a couple people to usually try to rein him in and find where he might be hiding and then trying to get him back into the classroom. I have to say, we're some days we're not successful in getting him into the classroom at all. So uh, yeah, yeah. So he's so, gosh, I just love this little dude. Aww. I mean, I love him, but he is—he's a handful. Like he's a lot of energy and a lot of work. So yeah, any tips that you have to, you know, I'm not against bribes. <laughs> like I'll do anything. <laughs> I'll do anything to get them in the class. So and whatever he, you got. Is he um or is your student a bus rider or car rider? 
Um, today he was a bus rider. Does it but, seem to make a difference if they ride the bus? Is it any better? No. Uh, okay. No. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, I know. Because usually he is he's a um a drop off, mm-hmm. but today he was a bus rider and he got off the bus. Like I said, he grabbed his breakfast, he walks down the hall. He was about halfway down the hall when he kicks off his shoes and then just kicks off. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And there are so many different things you can try. So, it, I mean, it depends, you know, on the child. Um, it sounds like the child has a good, I mean, at least a good routine, a start of a routine where they come in and they go get breakfast. Um, I know as much as you can, like, you know, you would try to build that routine, getting them if they won't go into the classroom, though, that makes it very hard. <laughs> It does um, make it hard. It's a challenge. I, I have even used with students like who run, they try to run back outside once they get to school. I've even used reverse psychology where I'll say like, I was in your classroom earlier and there was a chair. The chair was still up on your desk, but I bet you can't even lift that chair. You got to have really big muscles to get that chair and put it, you know, under your desk or, and like, he'll run in to show me that he can do that. Or one time I was like, I, you know, I, I bet you could show me where your cut or what did I say? I bet you can't show me where your cubby is. I don't know if you know where it is. <laughs> and then he said, yes, I can. And then he'll, st- he'll stomp into the building and at least get into his classroom. Um, <laughs> I, have, I have tried that before. Um, a lot of times we'll try to give the child like a responsibility right when they arrive in their classroom. So maybe they're the one who... Um, I don't know, check just does like a little job in their classroom. Maybe they move the little, like the little magnet on the board to the right day or, or whatever. Um, or they, they have a task that they have to do as soon as they get in the classroom, just to start building that ownership in the classroom and that routine. Um, try to like, (laughs) I know I'm like, yours is kind of the extreme. He's really, he is the extreme. I know we Um, talked about like, building up, you know, working up to a full day. So I know you were mentioning that they come like a partial day. And I think that's a good way to, to build up that stamina to be at school all day long. Um, Yeah. I mean, I did ask him, I'm like, what do you do when you go home? And he goes, I take a nap. I was like, are you kidding? (laughs) Exhausted from fighting it all day. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So he comes for us, you know, he gets his breakfast. Um, by the time he finishes breakfast, it's basically lunchtime. Um, so oh, we feed him yeah. again. And so he's there for the food. Um, yeah. I, I am really proud that I was able to this week, well, last week, really, um, get him onto the playground with other kids. And it yeah. was really the first time that he interacted at all with other kids. Okay. And he wasn't too sure at first, but he finally was like, yeah, I'm going to go down the slide. Um, but I was like trying to sneak back inside the building, right? Cause you know, yeah. all the, the teachers and the monitors that are out there, I was like, okay, I can get my, some work done. <laughs> um, but he's like, will you watch me out the window? So I was like, yeah, watch out the window. Yeah. That's actually <laughs> good. Come to the window to make sure I'm still there. Yeah. <laughs> that's so, a good idea. I brought my computer with me when I was, but yeah, yeah, that's as far as I've, that we've made it. And I know you had yeah. mentioned that 
the students so spend know. some time with you in your office, I wonder if they could choose a friend to come in your office and like play a game together or something. Um, it sounds like this student really hasn't been exposed to a lot. And so they probably don't know how to, how to use their classroom. You know, like they, it's, it's kind of like when you give a little kid a new toy and it comes in a box and they like the box better because they know how to play with the box. They know what it does. It's familiar. It's comforting, comforting, but they don't want to play with the new toy because they don't know how to use it. That kind of right. makes me think like with your student that they don't really know like the, just the process and the routines of a classroom. And so they like, don't want to, you know, it just is scary to them. So maybe if you had them in your office, just playing a game or something to really start building familiarity with other kids. But that might be something to try because right now I don't even think he knows one kid's name in his classroom. Yeah. You know, so, and that, that part's pretty sad. And that's solely because we have such a hard time getting him to not just go in, but to right. stay in when we finally get, get them in. Right. Sometimes I joke around, like today we were able to get them in for like a few minutes. So I mean, a few minutes when I was like, lock the door. Yeah. <laughs> I'm leaving, lock the door. Yeah. <laughs> it can be hard, like it can be hard too for the other kids because they want to be helpful and kind. And I've seen it where kids really try to reach out and they'll do it for a while. And then they kind of give up because they, it's hard to make that connection. And it's, you kind of see them like try, but but then they back off a little bit if it's not working. So that's hard. I wonder if I go in and we have like a routine, like let's go hang up your backpack. Let's, you know, this is what you have to do first. You have to hang up the backpack first. After you hang your backpack, maybe if I can get him into his room before he gets breakfast. Yeah. And does he get to have like a choice with breakfast? Is it like, you know, you can pick a Pop-Tart or a waffle or something? No, they're pretty much all bagged up for our kids. Yeah. Um, Everyone gets the same basic. Understand. Okay. So. Or something where they have a choice, you know, if there's a way they can have a choice when they get into the classroom of of something else. Um, Where it's like, you know, two choices that are already approved of. Like, would you rather sit beside this child or this child? Or would you, you know. Um, something where they still feel like they're in control. I know um, the teacher has actually asked him if when he is there, would he like to get choice A or choice B? Would you like to play with the blocks or would you like to pick something off the shelf? He hasn't really responded too much, but I think maybe it's something that we just have to keep trying. Right. And just like keep exposing him to different experiences at school. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Maybe I would maybe reach out to, to the grownups at home and like, see if there are any, any, anything they they can do over this summer, you know, any programs or camps or anything that they could have their child go to just to keep that momentum going. Um, Yeah. We have them signed up for summer school. Okay. Um, It's like a special, a summer school program that we have to just keep kids, you know, he is, but yeah, I guess with our little guy, we'll just keep, I think maybe the biggest key is to just not give up to, if something doesn't work, to just try something else. Right. Yeah. And I think he'll see over time, you know, that you're committed to him and you're trying to build that relationship and he's going to have, you're going to be his safe person or, you know, the other people working with him will be safe people to him. And I think he'll kind of relax into that the more that you spend time with him. 
So I think it's just so sad when somebody starts like mid-year when all the routines have already been established. I think that's maybe the hardest part. Right. Yeah, that is really hard. And especially in kindergarten. I mean, they already have so much things to get used to as a kindergartner, but have to go through the change, you know, multiple times sometimes is really difficult. And keep coming back. I mean, we have kids, mm-hmm. sometimes when we start the beginning of the year midweek, they think that on, on Friday, you know, after Friday's over, they're finished with kindergarten. And then Monday is a rude awakening when they have to go back to that school. That is so true. I have a little boy every Friday who says, bye, I'm right. leaving for good. Yep. <laughs> I'm like, I'll now that and that. Christmas break or the w- winter break is always, you know, a tough time. It seems like coming back after a long break, they don't realize that they still have more school to come to. Well, I think your session this summer is going to be fantastic. I know I really can't wait to hear more of what you have. Um, And looking at, you know, listening to, I can't wait to listen to your strategies and the tips and like some of the books and things that you use. And because I I know that's something that you're planning on too. So I think it's going to be great. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I think this is something that even though we're both right now elementary counselors, like I'm coming from a secondary level too. And we had kids that refused at the secondary level. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, I think that this is a good topic for for everyone because I think I don't, I'm sorry, but I don't think there's one counselor out there that doesn't experience some some child with some um, school anxiety or school refusal. Right. Yeah. So yay. <laughs> Is there anything else that you want to let our um let listeners know? Just that I I'm excited to be on the podcast. Your new podcast, by the way. Congratulations. Um yep. it's been really fun to listen to some of your episodes so far and just hear the different counselors, like unique perspectives and niches that they've really, you know, figured out kind of what to do for different situations and stuff. Um, but yeah, I'm really looking forward to the conference, you know, I'm going to be attending as well as presenting because I just, there's always, there are always new strategies you can learn and just being able to learn from other counselors that are on the front lines, like we are, you know, um, it's a great way to learn. And I don't, I don't care how long you've been a counselor. I think there's always something, something new or, not just something new, but maybe a better or an easier way. Yeah. And I think it really does just, you know, doing PD at the end of the summer just kind of puts you in that back to school mindset. And like, anytime you're excited about trying a fresh new idea, it's just, it's so helpful, you know, to be able to, to go back in kind of rejuvenated. Exactly. Exactly. All right. Well, before we wrap up today, I have, I didn't share this with you, but I have a question for you. Okay. (laughs) Are you ready? (laughs) So this was like the big topic of conversation at my, in one of my groups (laughs) today. And so I'm going to share this question with you. Okay. Is a hot dog a sandwich? Oh my gosh. (laughs) Um, (laughs) we just had hot dogs Saturday night. That's so funny. I, I don't know where to say no. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) And you have to defend your answer because, you know, I, I just lump it in with, 
cookout food and hamburgers and it's not, I mean, yes, it has toppings and stuff, but I don't even think they sell, do they have hot dogs at sandwich shops? Like hot dogs are hot and some sandwiches can be cold. I don't know. <laughs> I do love hot dogs. I would say. <laughs> but <laughs> so, I'm going to go with no. With no. Okay. Yeah. I will say um, my, my answer <laughs> is I think it depends on how you cook your hot dogs. When, <laughs> when, when I was growing up, my mom always made me a lunch for school and sometimes I would get a hot dog sandwich. And um, so what that meant was, was she would take the hot dog and she'd slit it down the middle yes. and then kind of like in quarters so that it would oh, fit wow. nicely on the yes. bun. And then she would put mustard all over it and, you know, slap it between two slices of bread. And that voila. is arguably could be a sandwich. <laughs> My son, the other night we had five guys and the, the hot dogs at five guys kind of come like that where they slice it. They slice it down the middle. And I just kept staring at it. Like how many hot dogs did they put in there? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So is it a sandwich or not? Anyway, um, and before we leave, do you want to share how our listeners can find you? Yeah. Um, so I have Instagram and Facebook. Both of those, I am Counselor Station, um, and that is the name of my TPT store as well. And my website is counselorstation.com. So you can find me there. Um, and Boys Town Press also has um, an author page about me, too, if you wanted to check out some of the social emotional learning books that I write. They have an, like an author page for me. So, yeah, any of those places. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you so, so much for um, joining me today and telling us a little bit about, you know, separation anxiety, school anxiety, and school refusal. So, yeah, thank you so much for having me. It's always fun to talk to other counselors and you do so much for school counselors. It's been great to to chat with you today. So, great. So, thanks again and we will we'll be talking soon, I'm sure. Sounds good. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to today's episode of Counselor Chat. All of the links I talked about can be found in the show notes and at counselingessentials.org forward slash podcast. Be sure to hit follow or subscribe on your favorite podcast player. And if you would be so kind to leave a review, I'd really appreciate it. Want to connect? Send me a DM on Facebook or Instagram at Counseling Essentials. Until next time, can't wait till we chat. Bye for now.